the Extra Mile podcast experiment. In this experiment, we investigate the Galloway run-walk-run training method to determine the advantages and disadvantages of using this approach to train for a full marathon. Please follow this experiment in this podcast as well as on our own website at www.theextramilepodcast.com and consider becoming an active member in your own marathon this fall. To episode number one of the Extra Mile Podcast Experiment. This is Kevin, your host for this podcast, and let me begin by saying my excitement for this podcast is only overshadowed by the excitement I have with the fact that you are joining me on this journey. By the end of today's episode, our first, I hope that you will come away with a complete understanding of what this deal is I've got going, as well as at least a little bit of curiosity and excitement about joining in this experiment, because The last thing I want this to be, like I've said before, is the Listen to Kevin Run a Marathon show. So, with that said, let me get into a little bit of the genesis of this experiment. And first, just a tad about me. While many of you including me, will be celebrating the Holy Feast of Easter just in a few days on Sunday, April the 4th. I will, in addition, be celebrating the beginning of my 53rd year on this planet. And of those 53 years, I am proud to say I've spent 25 of them as a runner. The first 10 or 12 years of those running years, I was pretty competitive. Track work, tempo work, long runs, pretty intense training. And I managed to run and complete five marathons. A couple of them in what I consider pretty decent times. I ran the Chicago Marathon as well as the uh, Marine Corps Marathon years ago in three hours and 21 minutes. And those days are gone. And my last marathon was a full 15 years ago in the uh, Twin Cities Marathon. And after that marathon... I pretty much told myself, that's it. No more. I'm tired of the injuries. I'm tired of 
50 miles plus a week. I'm tired of going to the track twice a week. I was just fed up with running a race and being disappointed if I didn't set a PR. It wasn't that much fun for me anymore. But in all the last 15 years, I will also admit I've thought a lot about running a marathon. That bug bit me pretty hard quite a few times. But it wasn't until, I don't know, about a year ago, I started listening to the Running to Disney podcast with my good friend Gordon, where he claimed that he was a back-of-the-pack, chunky, balding runner just trying to run a marathon. And I was so inspired by what he did that the marathon bug just bit me as hard as it ever had. So, I started looking around, wondering if there was a training method out there that would allow me to finish a marathon without running my long runs and then spending the rest of the weekend on the couch resting. I mean, tell me, isn't that pretty much what we all do when we decide we'd like to run a marathon? We start looking around for a plan that fits the parameters we have in our lives. Coincidentally, right about the same time, Chris over at the Run Run Live podcast just happened to interview Jeff Galloway about his run-walk-run method of training. And that interview really sparked my interest. So I started looking a lot deeper. I looked at Jeff's website. I ordered one of his books. Read it in about three days. And I began to think, maybe, just maybe, I could run another marathon. So late last year, I decided, maybe I'll give it a shot. And just on a whim, I sent Jeff an email asking if he would be interested in doing a collaborative effort with me on the podcast where we would dig into this method of his and see if it was for us. And if so, try to get as many people as possible to join us and run a fall marathon. Surprisingly, a couple days later, I got an email back from Jeff saying he loved the idea and how about if he e-coaches me and he can come on the show periodically and go over my training and answer any questions I might have or that you might have if you join us. So, that's pretty much where the idea came from. What you're going to hear next is something that I was, I don't know, I guess the only word I could say is giddy about doing. I'm going to play for you in just a minute a conversation I had with Jeff about a week ago. And we'll get into a lot more of the details of this gig during that interview and talk 
a little bit more after the interview's over. So let's get right to the interview and we will talk at the end for a few minutes. Okay, welcome to the Extra Mile podcast experiment with our guest today, Jeff Galloway. Jeff, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm feeling great. I just finished my 151st marathon on Sunday, and wow. I just went out and ran yesterday, Had uh, looking forward to a run today. Well, I, I, I definitely want to get into that a little bit in a second, but I, I feel compelled for some reason, although I don't think I need to, but to give just a short bio on who it is we're talking to, because I, I really think anybody who's listening today already knows who you are, but uh, just a couple of brief um Brief highlights, world-class athlete and a member of the 1972 Olympic team, founder of the Galloway Marathon Training Program. Uh, I understand you're the author of America's, North America's best-selling running book, Galloway's Running, or a book on running, and uh, you have quite a few other books as well. Yeah. You know, how, how many do you have, Jeff? Um, 18 right now. Whoa. Um, also, as long I know I've been a subscriber to Runner's World for 25 years, and as long as I can remember, you've been a columnist for that magazine. How long have you been with them? You know, uh, full-time since uh, 96. Prior to that, I did regular articles, but um, I've, they've given me a, a page each month for, uh, for I guess, 14 years. Great. Also a motivational speaker, and I understand you give like over 200 talks a year throughout the country. Yes, I, um, I love doing that because I can interact with people, get their feedback. I also make myself a target by opening my uh, email <laughs> questions up. And quite honestly, that really has fueled my uh, knowledge about what works and what doesn't work. Oh, that's perfect. That's gonna. Uh, I'm, I want to touch upon that in a second, too. Um also, I think something very near and dear to your heart, you're the race director for the National Marathon to Fight Breast Cancer, which is, as I understand, the only marathon dedicated solely to raising funds for breast cancer research. Not only that, but almost every penny of the entry fee goes into breast cancer research or care for women. And it's just a wonderful event, a lot of fun, but it, it really does get us a good ways down the track to curing this this malady. That's that's awesome. It's in February, as I understand. You just ran one, right? You it is. That, that was my uh, my last marathon before the one this this weekend. And just for the heck of it, I saw where you ran like a two fifty. Or I'm sorry, a four fifty eight. And you must hey. have finished right with your wife, huh? Yes, we run ours together, and we um, we just enjoy. So it's just a wonderful experience for us, and. It allows us that uh, that chance to to share a whole bunch of of thoughts and feelings that have really that, that brought us together originally 34 years ago, and it it's just really a neat thing to do this. That is so very cool. Um, so l- let me get into this just just real briefly about your background. I want to I want to understand a little bit about um, how you got into running, and I understand that there's a a chunky little 13 year old we have to to blame for that. There is. I my dad was in the navy. I went to thirteen schools my first seven years, and really never got into any regular physical activity. And it showed. I I uh, ate, um, and, and some of it was the the nervousness of having to constantly deal with new people and be the new kid on the block and all that sort of stuff. Right. 
But when I, when my dad got out of the Navy and moved to Atlanta, went to a new school that required athletics. So I asked the other lazy kids at the school what they were going to do, and they said winter track conditioning during the winter, and I, I couldn't believe that. But the comment was that the track coach was the most lenient in the school. All you had to do was tell him you're going to run on the trails in the woods, jog <laughs> 200 yards, and hide out in the woods. <laughs> well, I did for the first two days, and then, as fate would have it, on the third day, a, a older kid that I liked said, Galloway, you're coming with us today, and I had my strategy all worked out. I was going to get into the woods, grab my hamstring, and say, now, y'all go on, because I've got a problem. But they started telling jokes and then gossip about the teachers, and it was just very engaging conversation. Uh, I loved it, so each day I tried to stay up a little longer with them, and by the end of the 10 weeks, I could tag along with them. And I wasn't, I wasn't a great runner, I was still fat, but... I really had um, a wonderful experience. I, I felt better after every one of those runs than I had felt before I started running at any time. Right. And and what kind of distances were you doing with those guys at the time? Oh, normally that season we were going about, oh, at first just a mile and a half um, at the most. And then mm-hmm. it worked up to about three miles by the end of the the. 10-week term, and I thought I had gone a marathon. I'd done a marathon. <laughs> sure, yeah. We've all been there. a long way from me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, did you naturally um, start losing the weight as a result of your exercise, or did you consciously go on some sort of diet? I didn't go on a diet, but um, I was growing, and um, I uh, the exercise helped me pretty much... Um, maintain the same intake. I just had more calories burned. Right. uh, It didn't come off right away. It took about five years, actually more than that, for me to really lose that uh, baby fat. So we're all runners here, and we all are, are, are probably, many of us are probably pretty anal about writing, writing down in, in, in our training logs what we do, how often we run, how far, what pace. T- tell me what is a typical week for you, Jeff, these days running? Well, these days, my goal is to run until I'm 100 injury-free. I'm currently 31 years into a no-injury cycle, and uh, I don't plan to to let that change. Um, So I log about 30 to 40 miles a week, just depending on travel schedule and all that. I I am able to run, on the average, six days a week. Um, Most of the time I can't run is is due to travel, but... Um, I can usually squeeze it in real early or real late or just between clinics or whatever, and I love it. It enhances my day. always has. What is typically your, your long run during the week? Well, um, Barbara and I, my wife Barbara and I, run a marathon about every month. And so wow. that is our long run. And in between... Um, I usually get in about two um, runs that are seven miles or so, sometimes a little longer than that each week. Other than that, I get in what I can. Sometimes due to travel, I will run twice. I'll run two or three miles in the morning, two or three miles in the afternoon, or whatever. And and at what point, mileage-wise, do you insert the walk breaks? I'm... 
pretty much taking them every minute at the beginning of, of almost every run. Uh, at the age of 64, my legs do not have the spring and the bounce that they used to. And uh, it takes them longer to warm up, but I found that the walk brakes really do that and do it extremely well. That's, that's awesome. Well, let me get into the Extra Mile podcast experiment first and air here. And first, I want to thank you for, for graciously being a part of this. I, I appreciate it very much, and I, I think it's going to be kind of an exciting project, and I hope, I hope we get you know, thousands of people out there to join us on the roads with us. Well, it's, and, uh, it's my honor, and, you know, the, the bottom line is that my mission is to help people improve the quality of their life. Running is clearly one way to do that, and a lot of people don't understand that because they've had bad experiences with it, but with walk breaks, you can completely turn that around, even when training for a marathon. And a lot of folks uh, who used to hurt when they did their regular training marathons have shifted to run, walk, run, and have been able to run faster, qualify for Boston, even maybe uh, than they did 10 years before. So it's really a, a neat thing to see. It's a simple tool, and when applied correctly, it can enhance not only your running, but your life. Uh, we are, uh, within the next couple of months, we're going to delve into to the um the run-walk-run method in a lot more detail. But do me a favor and just give me the Reader's Digest of somebody who maybe has heard about the Galloway method but doesn't and knows you walk a little bit during it or whatever. But give me the Reader's Digest version of this, if you will. Okay. Uh, it starts with what I call the Magic Mile. The Magic Mile is a one-mile time trial. And it is done peri- periodically through the program right from the beginning to, as a reality check. The first magic mile is not even close to all out. It is simply a little bit faster than you normally run, but you're just doing it to get a time. Um, Then from that point on, each magic mile on the schedule, scheduled about every two weeks or every three weeks, um, the mission for that is to run faster than you did before. So you gradually ratchet down. My experience has been that after about four of these, most people are running about as fast on that one mile as they could because they teach themselves how to do this. We're not talking about sprinting. We're not talking about getting injured. It's just a simple thing of learning how to pace yourself so that you get a little bit better and better. And um, at that point then, after you've gotten about four of them done, You can take that time and predict very accurately what you're currently able to do on a very hard effort, marathon, half marathon, 5, and 10K. So it all starts with a reality check. Right. Now, from that point, um, predicting the marathon pace um, that would be a very hard effort, we add two minutes per mile to that. So we we have a, a very accurate way of seeing what an all-out pace would be. And then by adding two minutes per mile to that pace, at least adding that much, we found that uh, you lower the chance of getting injured down to almost zero when you combine that with the, uh, the walk breaks. So we're, we're able to tell everyone what's a safe pace to run for these long runs. 
Um, and that's one of the main reasons is that most of the injuries that I hear about, not, not just from my uh, training programs, but from all uh, long-distance training programs, are due to running too fast on the long run. So we're going to slow people down to keep that from happening and make it an enjoyable experience. Once we get the um, accurate pace for a long run, then we can attach the walk breaks because they're directly attached to the pace per mile. For example, nine minutes per mile is run four minutes and walk one. Ten minutes per mile is run three minutes and walk one minute, and so forth. And um, as the as the um, training goes on, adjustments are made to all of this based on the magic mile. That does it is, pretty much stay constant? That is correct. The magic mile um, will uh, usually continue to improve. And another function of the magic mile is to see if there's anything wrong. If, if you're not improving, there's usually something wrong. So you can look into your training and see uh, whether you ran too fast or had too many races or whatever it was. Right. So that's one thing. Now, the training method that we have, we have several unique elements. One of them is that for finishing a marathon, first-timers, we'll bring people all the way up to the distance that they need to 26 miles. I really, I'm not sure any other program does that. Um, This means that mentally and physically, our folks are ready to go when the big day comes and they don't have those, those wall issues because they've already run the distance, gone the distance. Um, And the long runs are only done every three weeks at the end of the program. Once the, uh, in the early part of the program, uh, the mileage increases by a mile or so every week or two, Mm -hmm. depending on how much time we have. And then after 17 miles, the uh, mile, the, uh, long runs increase every third week. So the amount of time that's needed in our program is minimal most weeks. It's 30 minutes is the minimum on Tuesday, 30 minutes on Thursday, and then a long one on the weekend that's usually about an hour to an hour and 20 minutes for most weeks. The thing, though, the major element that trains people for the marathon is every third week at the end of the program to increase that long run gradually right on up to 26 miles three or four weeks prior to the marathon date. Gotcha. And this is a lot more than just Jeff sitting down with a with a spreadsheet saying, do this, this, this. There's, there's, I don't want to know if I want to call it actual science, but there's a lot of, of uh, data behind this theory. True? Yes. Um, over the years, I have trained more than 250,000 people and actually heard back from that number of people, uh, more than that number of people. Uh, And this is really what has steered uh, my advice. Uh, It's what has constructed the program um, as things, um, as certain elements in the training program work better, I change it. And I've continued to improve the program since we started doing uh, our Groups, our training groups, back in 1976. Like I said before, before the, the the target audience here are already runners, but 
but I've always considered that the people that, that listen to the Extra Mile are, are in one of two groups. Either they have run a marathon already, or they want badly to run one. Everybody wants to, to say they're in that, that tiny little group who's finished a marathon before. It's one-tenth of one percent of the population. It's still quite an elite feat. Right, and and... <clears throat> If you're going to run one, if you're going to think about one, I think the first thing you're going to do is, um, first of all, if you haven't run one already, there are obviously reasons why you haven't. So there, there are objections. And when I look around for a, a training program, as I did here recently, I, I, at least in my analytical mind, what program can I come up with that will overcome the objections that I have? You know, I can't run six days a week. I can't run a, a long run every single weekend, et cetera. Um, I'd, I'd like to know in all of your experience, what's the one objection you hear the most from people who really haven't tried the program yet, um, and, well, there, and, and how have you addressed it? There are two major ones that are sort of equal. One is, I don't have time to train for the marathon. Um, and again, um, you're only talking about half an hour on Tuesday, say, half an hour on Thursday, and then usually an hour to an hour and a half on the weekend. That's most weeks. The only exception to that is at the end of the program, the, uh, the long one will get long every third week, but we're only talking about every 21 days. The second complaint that's about equal in number is uh, the marathon training just wipes you out and gets you injured, gets you hurt, and so forth. We have an almost zero injury rate in our program, and we have a an extremely high rate of people that will start out saying, well, I know this is arduous, I'm going to do one, and then I'm going to quit, put the metal on the wall, that's it. It never happens. They They enjoy our training so much that they simply do not want to quit doing it. And they'll run them one a month. It's, it's really right. quite a phenomenon. Well, let's talk just a little bit about um, the Extra Mile podcast experiment and what people can expect going forward. I'm trying to break this thing down into basically three phases. The first one I'm calling the discovery phase, where we will Obviously, we're talking with you today, getting the lowdown on the, on the program. Over the next, say, month or so, we'll delve into some um, details of the program a little in, in, in as much depth as we can on a podcast. We'll also, um, I've got some interviews lined up with people who have, who have or are currently using the, um, the, the method we're talking about here and get some ideas of, of what, if any, problems or snags they had and what positives they had, what the results were. So I'm asking runners to delve into this and do their due diligence on whether or not this program is something that will help them overcome all the objections that they have. And, and it's a, a great venue for this because um, I also offer my services to solve problems. And one of my greatest frustrations is that there are a lot of folks who – uh, will tell me that they are using the Galloway program, and in fact, they're using maybe one out of ten of the crucial elements. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it, you really, if you're going to use a method, you really owe it to the designer to do the elements so that you can really give it uh, a really good chance. Well, you have 
there are a ton of resources on this, and, and I like to think of it as almost a pyramid, down, uh, an inverted, well, actually a real pyramid, because at the bottom of the pyramid is, for, the, for I would assume, most users. They could, some of them could uh, buy, a, you have books, you have your internet, most people, but as, as you go up the pyramid, and some people might need a little bit more help or uh, uh, maybe push, it goes all the way up to e-coaching personally with you, correct? Yes, that is tell, correct. Tell us about some of the resources you've got. Well, um, we also uh, just uh, have a DVD that is on marathon training. So it not only has instruction, but has video on the form drills and how to do speed work and you know, things like this. So you can see it uh, visually. And also, a lot of folks say that it helps them get motivated if they plug right. this in on a, on a low day. Uh, we have training programs that are in 81 cities now and growing uh, so that you'd have a group to run with if you have one in your uh, area. Uh, I conduct uh, running schools in about 20 different cities throughout the year at different times. These are three- to five-hour sessions going in-depth with individualized questioning constantly to give everybody the exact information that they need. Um, and um, then we also have two versions of a retreat, which are wonderful sessions. One of them sessions are uh, that one segment of these are down at the beach, and they uh, take place at Blue Mountain Beach, Florida, where there's a trail area along with the beach. But um, the other one is out at Lake Tahoe in the summertime. And what we do there um, that goes beyond the uh, running schools is we do individualized running form evaluations, instruction, uh, hands-on instruction on the drills. Uh, we go on hikes, runs on trails, um, have great philosophical discussions. And it's really a, a fun group of people. Every, every group we've had has just been fun uh, since 1975. It's just been a wonderful, wonderful uh, way to get uh, motivated and feel good about your running. And, and, and during this discovery period, I, I am going to ask everybody, we're going to talk a lot about it, but um, at a minimum, I would like everyone to at least buy, you know, drop the $20 or whatever and buy a book and read it from cover to cover and get as much detail as they come out, uh, they can get out of this. If, if I was going to ask them to spend their 20 bucks on a book, what one book would you recommend that they get? Well, the Galloway Training Programs book has not only the marathon training, but half marathon uh, and 10 mile. So you get three training programs for the price of one, plus all the backup information that um, I will be talking about and uh, have talked about. Oh, perfect. So once this discovery period is over with, what I'm hoping is that uh, unless runners still have objections to this, they make a commitment. They pick a marathon. We're doing this far enough in advance. There'll be plenty of time to train for a fall marathon. I'd like them to actually commit to, to all of this running a fall marathon together and training with the Galloway Method. And, and so phase two will be our actual training for this. And Jeff has graciously, like I said before, offered to e-train, e-coach me. He's already put a program together for me um, that I'll be starting very, very shortly and has agreed to come back periodically to see how my training is going, discuss um, any bumps in the road I may have or any questions I may have or that you 
the listener may have who, who are also training along with us. And then finally, phase three, the last is to, to run it, and let's all get back online and discuss um, exactly what we think of it, how it worked for us, and uh, hopefully all become marathoners. That's super. Uh, have I left anything out, Jeff, we need to talk about before we before we so. take I, off out of here? You know, the best part about this is that uh, we're all together in the same project. That's the greatest thing I've found about running during my 51 years in counting. Uh, runners share uh, similar experience. They support one another. And I'm there as a problem solver, and uh, I'm there for you. Perfect. I, I can't thank you enough. Before I let you go, what was that one marathon you ran this weekend, this past weekend? It was the uh, Georgia Marathon here in Atlanta, I sponsored by ING. Oh, okay. Yeah, I read a little bit about that one. They, that one's growing, isn't it? Well, it um, it 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 uh, is not really growing at this point. They they had a few problems early on, and I'm afraid that the uh, word of mouth. Uh, Spread negatively. I will uh-huh. tell you though that having having run it this year, it was really um, as well conducted as you will find, and it was be- it's just a beautiful course. So I really do hope it continues. Well, before we get out of here, give me your website if you if you don't mind, where people can get all this, all the resources we've talked about and more today. Absolutely, um, it's jeffgalloway.com. And uh, our, all of my books come autographed from the website. Great. Okay, Jeff, I appreciate your time today. And um, you and I will be exchanging emails about my program, and um, we'll have you back on before long, if you don't mind. I'm looking forward to it already. Thanks, Jeff. Take care, buddy. Great. We'll see you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that interview at least half as much as I did doing it. He is such a down-to-earth guy. He's just one of us. And I have a burning question that I need to ask you. But before I do, let me try to recap very briefly some of the points I got from that interview, as well as some of the books I've read that Jeff has written. I can run a marathon on as little as three or four runs a week with one long run and two very short recovery runs. I can stay injury free during that training and finish that marathon with a smile on my face. So here's my burning question I have for you. What if? Huh? What if? Think about this. What if we could really train for a marathon and not get injured? What if when we are 60-something years old, we could still be running 30 to 35 miles a week, injury-free, and run a marathon once a month? What if we could really insert walking breaks and set a PR. I gotta tell you, that's what I get excited about. The what if question. So what's next? Well, here's what I'm asking. If you're at all interested, first of all, 
go to Jeff's website, jeffgalloway.com, and start reading. He's got an amazing amount of free information right there. You could actually do the entire thing just from his website. But I would urge you to order the book that he mentions to get a little bit more information. Oh, by the way, you can use this method for a half marathon. So, if you're so inclined, let's do a half together. I will put links on the website uh, referring you to Jeff's website of the book that he mentioned. But I also tell you that his books are available on Amazon. Now, that's not what I did. I ordered them from Jeff's website. They're a couple bucks more. But, number one, Jeff has agreed to do this project and is lending his time and effort just to us. And number two, he autographs the books if you order it from his website. And that was worth a couple bucks to me. So I guess, full disclosure, I'm getting nothing for this. But I'd recommend you buy them from Jeff. And then start reading. If you're like me, it won't take you but a few days to finish. Jot down your questions while you're reading and keep in the back of your mind all of the reasons that you maybe have not done a marathon. In coming episodes, we will discuss your questions, some of the particulars of the program. We will also talk to your fellow runners who have used this plan, find out if it worked for them, if not, why not, what it is about the program they liked, didn't like, and since it's only early April that you're probably listening to this podcast, we'll be done investigating this deal in plenty of time for you to sign up and use the program in a fall marathon. And we'll talk a lot more about that as we go on. I have some pretty exciting stuff when we get into that phase as well. So that's it. I appreciate you hanging around for this episode. And I certainly hope you are somewhat interested in sticking around and joining me. Please send your audio submissions to the extra mile podcast at gmail.com or if you prefer head over to the extra mile podcast.com you'll see the hotline number clearly displayed at the top right of that page and feel free to call us on that and that'll do it for episode one of the extra mile podcast experiment until next time you'll enjoy your extra mile